Hello everyone, so I must tell you that it has been quite stupendous, marvelously wondrous. To instill sexual morality ethics as my own teacher of that within myself because I have been learning more about sexual morality ethics within North America as well as overseas, meaning outside of North America for those that don't know. I have learned that as a black autistic queer abuse survivor I have to be of extraordinary mindfulness regarding my transportation traveling in, in the USA and other continents and islands because of many factors, which I'll name them all. So, I am a black person. So, in many parts of the world, I would be racially sexualized, racial sexualization. So, what that means is that there would be a racist expectations of me fulfilling racist sensual stereotypes, racist erotic stereotypes, and racist sexual stereotypes. So I would have to, according to them, not me, endure sexual racism, sensual racism, erotic racism. Number two, I have autism. So in parts of the world, some of them, I would be, according to them and not myself, I would have to be okay with ableist expectations of 
sexual ableism, erotic ableism, and sensual ableism. So they would have ableist sexual stereotypes, ableist sensual stereotypes, and ableist erotic stereotypes. Number three. Queer means I'm part of the LGBT queer plus community. So I would have to deal with Remember, I would have to, according to them and not myself, deal with the sexual stereotypes, erotic stereotypes, and sensual stereotypes of LGBTQI plus people. So it would be basically... Eroticize LGBT Quad Plus Erasure, sexualize LGBT Quad Plus Erasure, and sensualize LGBT Quad Plus Erasure. So it's basically a sense of We're going to have sex with you until you are no longer queer. Number four. As an abuse survivor... Many parts of the world will look at me and go, well... You, you're forced to deal with the sexual stereotypes, erotic stereotypes, and sensual stereotypes of abuse survivors, and it would be abuse survivor erasure in the form of erotic, of our eroticism of you our sexualization of you, and our sensuality regarding you. Basically, we're going to sex all the compound traumas of you out of you. And there are some people that will give me stereotypes sexually, sensually, and erotically So I can have abuse survivors all of my identity to them, to have queerness is all of my identity to them, to have my blackness is all of my identity to them, to have autism is all of my identity to them. Some will go, whether you 
stop being queer or always being queer or stop having autism or always being autistic or stop being black or always being black or stop being a bee survivor or always being a bee survivor. We are going to um, always see you as our sexual item, no matter what, our sexual material, no matter what, our sexual type of produce, no matter what, our sexual product, no matter what, our sexual object, no matter what, our sexual thing, no matter what, our sexual artifact, no matter what, our sexual piece of merchandise, no matter what, um, our sexual import, no matter what, our sexual export, no matter what, our sexual article, no matter what. Our useful, valuable, sexual thing, no matter what. Our sexual raw material, no matter what. Our primary sexual agricultural product, no matter what. Our sexual baggage, no matter what. Our sexual luggage, no matter what. Our sexual thinghood, no matter what. Our sexual fashion accessory, no matter what. Our sexual status symbol, no matter what. Our sexual collage, no matter what. Our sexual gimmick, no matter what. Our sexual project, no matter what. And lastly, you are our erotic disposability, our sensual disposability, and our sexual disposability, all no matter what. That's how they see me. These are none of the ways that I see myself, though. then I recognize that everywhere I go I have to be of above average concentration that I'm never mistaken for a partaker in child sex tourism because In North America, whenever North Americans travel, especially North American males assigned by birth like me, we, especially males assigned, people of color males assigned at birth like me, because there's so many pedophilic dudes in this world. If I'm in another country, another island, just walking by could get me prosecuted 
in that island's jails or country's jails because there's been such a understandable paranoia of men men with pedophilic disorder attempting to set up quote-unquote shop with minors underage and when there is sexual paranoia regarding black people like me when there is sexual paranoia of autistic people like me when there is sexual paranoia of abuse survivors like me when there's sexual paranoia of queer survivors like me, they may use those four strikes against me to have me raped in prison, have me beaten in prison, have me starved in prison, have me dehydrated in prison, have me naked and laying out on the floor like they did with institutional people with disabilities back in the day and they could have me killed in prison because there are many countries around the world where there's no such thing as human rights protection even for inmates, prisoners if you will so I th- those are other sensitive factors regarding my sexual morality ethics And then, overseas, for example, and this happens in America, too. Some people lie about their age. Some people falsify their passports. Some people falsify their identification cards. Some people lie about their height. Some people lie about their weight. Um, Some people lie about their government names. Some people lie about their birth dates, D-A-T-S. Some people pretend to be single, but they're actually married, which means lying. Not all married people, for various reasons, wear their wedding rings and they'll pretend to be single too which means more lying and you have some people who falsify their native homelands they will lie about the countries they were born in the islands they were born in the states, cities and counties they were born in the continents they were born in. And then you have some people who 
falsify their physical appearance, especially on dating apps. Their profile picture is not who they are. They may look friendly and well put together on the photo, but when you meet them in person, they look creepy because they are creepy. And you can tell that they have a diabolical aura about themselves. So, I've had to really factor all these things as part of my being sexually wise as a person. Because also you have the Passport Brothers movement, which I strongly oppose. It's basically, they, it's a bunch of men in America, North America who want to victimize women with hypermasculinity, toxic masculinity, cisnormativity, cissexism, heteronormativity, heterosexism, phallocentrism, male privilege, chauvinism, misogyny, sexism, androcentrism, phallocentrism, Phallic monism, the male gaze, J-Z-E, phallic architecture, penis envy, That's a successism, yes. Um, cisgenderism, cissexual assumption, the gender binary, the the ancient gender roles. Mononormativity. Gender essentialism. Heteronomy, amatornomativity, 
compulsory heterosexuality. Straight washing, also called het washing. Complementarianism. Bisexual erasure. Lesbian erasure. Homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, queerphobia, discrimination against non-binary people, transmisogynoir, misogynoir, Homonegativity, sexual prejudices, homoerotophobia, femphobia, gayphobia. And phobia against those who are queer and questioning. Discrimination against intersex people, hermaphrodites. And phobia against anyone not cisgender and not heterosexual. And I've noticed that it all stems from self-misandry that they project onto women and the LGBTQ plus community. They accuse these human communities of the misandry that they impose upon themselves. And these are the same people, monsters, that highly prize women they call virgins. Well, I'm not gonna date you, marry you, procreate with you, or have sex with you if you've had sex before. They created the abusive social construct called virginity, by the way. And these, and a lot of them are, they claim to believe in sexual purity, but these are sexually scandalous boogeymen themselves. And they basically don't want women to 
live a life of healthy boundaries. They want women to live lives of collapsed boundaries and rigid boundaries. And getting back to women they call virgins, they feel like, oh, I get to sexually tame her, them, because women who are sexually experienced, I can't sexually tame them, but I can sexually tame sexually inexperienced, inexperienced women. And so they want women to be their lapdogs. And they want women to be their slaves. They want women to be their kitchen and bedroom subservience. They want women to be They're baby-making ventriloquist dummies. And they want women to be their... It's a man's world talking parrots. And... Us men can be promiscuous, but not you women type of sex negativity. These are the same men that go, well, we're into absence only education. But nothing about them screams abstinence, sexually speaking. And these are the same men that demonize women as sluts but a lot of them purposely deal with women that they're comfortable with being sluts they would demonize slut walk but secretly enjoy it. They would demonize comprehensive sexual education, but secretly delight in it. They have ancient archaic views of women and they feel like, even if I'm an abusive man, I should be the head of the household. Us men, we're abuse victims who should always be believed but never women. And these are the same men that demonize sex workers but pay for their sexual services as if there were no tomorrow. They have horophobia, horror in their hearts, but they have sexual exploits with sex workers. A lot of them say, well, I want to settle down and find love. No, you just want to be promiscuous with 
women who have been taught to be at a man's beck and call waited a man hand and foot type of women. And then some who actually settle down, they want to settle down with gullible women because they grew up in a world where you had to believe everything a man said, never question, never doubt, never have skepticism. If you had doubt skepticism, you had to pretend never doubt and was skeptical of what a man said and did and thought and felt. They want to prey upon women, those type of women's naivete. And then they will demonize single motherhood, but they're deadbeat absent dads who refuse to pay child support. And then we get mad at women for taking them to court for child support. They claim to pay child support. It's either the payments are light or no payments at all. I see my kids, you see your kids very little or not at all. That's them. And these are the same ones that go. Women are not marriage material. A lot of women are just not marriage material in America, but the ones who. Are willing to obey me as the husband figure overseas, they do. But these guys are projecting the fact that they're not marriage material and no one should ever do anything they say because their so-called advice, there's no wisdom to any of their quote-unquote advice, I say in quotations. And plus, women are not their chattel property. They treat women's they treat female bodies as chattel and they treat female souls as chattel too. They feel like they have to domesticate animals in the form of women. Their contempt for women is that rampant around the world. And a lot of them go, well, especially these black women in America, I just can't deal with them because they actually speak their minds. They're actually articulate. And... They're not willing to be the strong black woman all the time. They're willing to call us out on our bullshit. They're not to be fucked with. They're not to be play-toyed, play-gamed with. And we can't run circles around them. And, And they have way more high school diplomas and way more college degrees than we do. And they make us feel stupid because they're the biggest intellectuals ever. And they know their human rights. They know all their rights. And we can't convince them otherwise. So we're going to go overseas where, hey, if I lay hands on a woman, she got to take it. 
hey, she got to have sex with me whenever I want to. If she don't want to, she got to deal with it. Hey, if I rape a woman, it's not really rape because who's going to believe her? But I'm the man, so they'll just assume, well, you're, you're making shit up. All you got to do is, hey, you're the one. You're supposed to give up that ass. That's what they're taught in their culture. I'm not making fun of this. This is the actual misogynistic psychology in that world. And... They blame black women for the femicide rates, um, homes without a father in them, um, the low marriage rates, and The traumatic pathology of black families, like crime. And they portray American women as oversexed hypersexuals. They fat shame North American women. They ridicule women as loud, obnoxious brutes who are into female domination, female world domination of men. They're projecting onto women how they truly mistreat women. And they're the type that go, nope, the woman has to blow job me, but I never eat the woman's pussy out. That's actually how they think. I'm not saying these words, say these words. It's actually what they say to themselves. Out of the pandemic of misogyny, if you will. And so then, these are the same men that go, well... I have the right to not just be an autocrat, but a sexual autocrat. I I have the right to not just be a dictator, but a sexual dictator. I have the right to go. I have the right to go on my dictatorial regimes, my sexual dictatorial regimes. I I, I have the right not just to be of authoritarianism, but sexual author, authoritarianism. I have the right to be of not just sexual totalitarianism but I, I I am of sec not just totalitarianism but I get to be of sexual totalitarianism I get to do that then they'll go well I get to be of um, fascism but sexual fascism too and I have the right to be of sexual misinformation and sexual disinformation 
not just misinformation and disinformation. And I get to be a double think, but sexual double think. I get to be a sexual double speak, not just double speak. And I get to be Orwellian, but sexually Orwellian too. And they feel like that I get to not just be of world domination, but sexual world domination. And they want women more than any other human group to be their politically correct, sanitized, tame and timid, meek and mild, user-friendly, easy to digest, soft around the edges, always gentle, always generous, even to a fault. The choir girls, nice girl syndrome, squeaky clean, G-rated, clean comedians, who gets along with everybody, never dislikes anybody, always does what they are told. Always submissive, always diplomatic. Always polite. Always calm, cool, and collected. Always easygoing. Always playing along to get along to move along. And lastly, And always the girl next door. That's who they want women to be the most. And the reason why I brought up my disdain for the Passport Brothers movement is because um, it makes me much more sensually well self-disciplined more erotically well self-disciplined, more sexually well self-disciplined too. Because if I say I'm from 
Washington, D.C., which I am. I'm a native Washingtonian. Then many females in other parts of the world will be fearsome of me at first because they may think, oh, you're one of those passport brothers. And I'll have to reassure them that I'm not. And so... I would... I, I would feel like... That I have to be reluctant, hesitant to have sex. At first. Because if I'm quick to have it, they'll go, oh... You're definitely one of those passport brothers. Some parts of the world, if you're quick to have sex, they think you're a male misogynist who loves female misogynists. They'll go, well, you passport brothers are male misogynists and you want us women to be female misogynists. And that's why you're willing to have sex with us, date us, marry us, and procreate with us and make a living with us. So, I say all that to say that those are the other sexual, erotic, and sensual stereotypes of people like me who travel the world even though I am not a passport brother type of individual. So, I would have a hard time going anywhere without knowing anybody at the venues there. It's like... What I mean by that is that there are certain venues that you have to know people that are reputable. Because if the people are reputable, then those venues are reputable too. For example, going overseas, I know for certain, I can't just walk into a legal brothel because just because the law says it's lawful, but we don't know the type of company that accompanies that legal brothel. And I can say the same thing for legal gay bathhouses legal sex clubs, uh, legal nightclubs, legal casinos, and environments that permit legalized marijuana. 
including adults only resorts. My attitude is if I don't come in there with the reputable people when it comes to those specific environments I just named to you, I'm not going into those venues at all. I don't care if it is, say, the law says you can do, you can go on ahead and do what the other adults are doing there. Because I need to have a reputable connection from those places, actually reputable connections from those places. So I know for certain that these are reputable venues and reputable environments and reputable places so I can do what's reputable within these reputable sceneries. And if I come into overseas just being in places overseas I'm not talking about these specific places but if I just arrive overseas in terms of I either fly there or I'm already there but I'm feeling my way around the city my mindset is I have to be with reputable people at all times, especially in terms of doing what is called grown folk business. Like, hey, you know, sex, weed, alcohol, partying. Then before I even arrive overseas, I will make sure I already have connections in those places. If I don't have if I don't have reputable connections when it already comes to doing grown folk business in these places, I'm not going at all. Because I'll give you another reason why I'm saying the same thing. Certain places around the world are known for crime. If you don't believe me, read the travel advisor of the State Department. Because there are some places around the world where you might endure home invasions, robberies, rapes, muggings, thievery, burglary, killings, uh bloody violence and extortions from the legal brothels. The the legal adults only resorts, the legal nightclubs, the legal sex clubs, even the legal gay bathhouses. There are parts of the world where they, that foreigners, some of them, enjoy uh, terrorizing American tourists. 
and I would be no different in the minds of these terrorists. Plus, you have places around the world where grown folk business type of environments that is named to you. They, some might not rob their own people, but they'll rob North Americans. And you have places around the world that will lure Americans into these grown folk place environments. And it turns out they're being lured by terrorist groups, rebel forces, separatists, and vigilantes. And that's how many of these crimes happen to people within these grown folk business type of environments. And even overseas, some people act like they're reputable, but they are of ill repute, but we didn't know. And so sometimes in certain environments overseas, they will lure you just to keep you in their country to torture you daily. It could be inside of a prison or outside of a prison. So, how does this all relate to sex? Well, some of them may give you a woman to dull your senses and to provide you emotional numbness, meaning sexing you to the point of having you forget their oppression of you. It could be sex espionage. It could be actual women decoys. It could be a sexy spy, meaning they are the enemies of America using a woman spy that spies on America. And she's using her body sexually to treat you like an idiot and to give you all of America's secrets to them. This does happen overseas. And in certain parts overseas, it's not even safe to have sex at all because they believe in wiretapping wire your entire sex life overseas. They will film you without your permission, wiretap you without your permission, record you without your permission, and watch you have sex without your permission. There are certain parts overseas where what we call statutory rape is condoned over there. So... There, there have been instances where a person looks fully grown and their ID and nothing about their 
evidence of who they are shows that they're underage. Nothing about them says they're underage according to the ID or passport. And you sleep with that person and come to find out, oh my God, you're underage. And now the government wants to execute you as an American. Some of them don't even recommend jail. They recommend the death penalty. So that does happen. That does happen in certain places around the world. That's something that people don't think about. And and then there's certain parts of the world where, um, honestly, for myself, So what I mean is that um, when it comes to having reputable connections, it means that they are about reputable sex clubs reputable strip clubs reputable burlesque shows reputable erotic cinema reputable live sex shows reputable sex conferences and conventions reputable escort services and reputable sex museums I don't I am in favor of all these reputable kinds of hot and steamy travel, but it simply means that the sex clubs and spas are free of crime and criminals. The strip clubs are free of crime and criminals. The burlesque shows are free of crime and criminals. The erotic cinema is free of crime and criminals. The live sex shows are free of crime and criminals. The sex conferences and conventions are free of crime and criminals. The escort services are free of crime and criminals. And the sex museums are free of crime and criminals. So... me going to these places would be a good thing in that situation. But that means my reputable connects would have to be honest with me about all these kinds of places so I know that, oh, if there's unethical sex tourism in all these places... We both know I'm staying away. But if there's ethical sex tourism in all these places, meaning 
not just free of crime and criminals, but there's no terrorist groups, no rebel forces, and no separatists controlling any of these environments and being within any of these environments, that means I can go. I'm even all for attending reputable gay bathhouses and reputable brothels and reputable weed spots, reputable nightclubs, reputable casinos, me going to these places too, because that also means it's free of crime, free of criminals, and no terrorists, no separatists, and no rebel forces are controlling these environments nor being in any of these environments. So, I would have reputable connections for those things too. All these places too. Um, And I also want to make it clear countries that permit the decriminalization of sex work, that permit homosexuality, that permit transgenderism, that permit fornication, that permit alcohol drinking, that permit group sex that permit the standard two people sex that permit abortion that permit marijuana that permit the nightlife and that permit gambling. I only go to islands and countries that permit human rights protections for everybody. There's a lot of countries and islands I cannot go to because 
they do not permit human rights protections for everybody, and they do not permit human rights protections for black people like me, for autistic people like me, for queer people like me, and for abuse survivors like me. Because there are many countries and islands where the police is ineffective because they don't do their jobs. They don't prosecute like they're supposed to. They don't arrest like they're supposed to. They don't indict and arraign like they're supposed to. And they and they sweep felonies and misdemeanors under the rug. And then you have governments where some of the sometimes they they commit they permit the crimes and because they're the law they're not going to arrest themselves, they're not going to prosecute themselves, they're not going to indict themselves, they're not going to arraign themselves. And they also sweep felonies and misdemeanors under the rug. And they sweep the felonies and misdemeanors done to American tourists the most under the rug. I'm talking about police and the government. So any country and island that prohibits homosexuality, transgenderism, marijuana, gambling, the decriminalization of sex work, fornication, abortion, and the nightlife, and doesn't have human rights protections for all, and doesn't have human rights protections for black people like me, autistic people like me, queer people like me, and abuse survivors like me and have corrupt police and and corrupt government, I stay the fuck away from them all. Any country and island that permits rape culture, <laughs> pedophilia, incest, necrophilia, statutory rape, marital rape, prison rape, gang rape. Domestic sexual violence, intimate partner sexual violence, domestic violence, domestic abuse, domestic disputes, child abuse, and adult abuse. I stay the fuck away from them all. So to be honest with you, most bunga bunga orgies, most orgies, most swinger gathering slash swinger parties 
most sex clubs and most sex spas I cannot go to because the participants there are desensitized to being humane lovers to black people like me, autistic people like me, queer people like me, and abuse survivors like me. So, most strip clubs, most burlesque shows, most erotic cinema, most live sex shows, most sex conferences and conventions, most sex conferences and conventions, most escort services, most sex museums, um, I cannot attend because the participants there are desensitized to being humane lovers to black people like me, autistic people like me, queer people like me, and abuse survivors like me. So... I do acknowledge that, um, yes, there are sex museums for me, escort services for me, sex conferences and conventions for me, live sex shows for me, erotic cinema for me, burlesque shows for me, strip clubs for me, sex clubs for me, sex spas for me, uh, bunga bunga orgies for me, and orgies for me, and swinger gatherings slash swinger parties for me. But they are rarer than rare itself, tinier than tiny, much more fewer than far between. So going to those types of venues They're out there. They're just extremely difficult to find. And then... Yes. I've acknowledged that... um, Going to nightclubs... Casinos, weed spots, and um, and gay bathhouses and sex parties. There are places around the world where all these types of places are reputable. They're extremely difficult to find. And most nightclubs, most weed spots, most gambling places, most gay bathhouses I cannot attend because the people there are desensitized to black people like me, autistic people like me, queer people like me, and a 
be survivors like me, so they're also going to be desensitized to being humane lovers to black people like me, queer people like me, autistic people like me, and abuse survivors like me. But I do know that there are, like I said last time, gay bathhouses, these spots, nightclubs, and gambling places that are for people like me is just extremely difficult to find. Um, and so, um, I do think that governments and police should stay out of consensual sex work and consensual sex that is not of sex work. Um, That's just how I feel. I hate child sex tourism. No adults should be seeking children. That should never happen. And I tend to stay away from countries and islands that prohibit adult gay sex tourism. Adult bisexual tourism, adult queer sex tourism, because we're talking about consensuality. In countries and islands that permit modern day slavery, slavery, um, sexual slavery, and economic slavery, I stay away from. So, the, uh, you know, the female sex tourism, meaning women seeking men. Any country in Ireland that prohibits that, I stay away from. Um, men, like male sex tourism, that could be men seeking men. Any country island that prohibits that, I stay away from. Um... Adults seeking children, any country that prohibits that, I stay the fuck away from. Um, no, no, no. Adults that adult seeking children, any that p- permits that. I meant to say that any 
country island that permits that, I stay the fuck away from. I hope I said permits. Yes. If any country island that permits that, I stay the fuck away from there. Um... Any country island that prohibits men seeking women, I stay the fuck away from there. Any country island that prohibits women seeking women, I stay the fuck away from there. In those places. Um, any in country or island that prohibits non-binary individual, non-binary adults seeking binary adults, I stay the fuck away from. Any country or island prohibits binary adults seeking non-binary adults to stay the fuck away from. Any country or island that prohibits binary adults seeking binary adults and non-binary adults seeking non-binary adults. I stay the fuck away from those places too. I do have to make this clear. Yes, we do. Um, I hate sexual slavery. I hate sexual exploitation. I hate slavery. I hate ritual slavery. I hate forced prostitution. I hate forced labor. I hate debt bondage. I hate sex trafficking. I hate forced marriages. Um, I hate the commercial sexual exploitation of adults. I hate the commercial sexual exploitation of children. I hate child prostitution. I hate child sex tourism. I hate child pornography. I hate cyber sex trafficking. I hate involuntary prostitution. I hate forced marriages. I hate crimes against humanity. I hate bride kidnapping and rapture. I hate wartime sexual violence. I hate child sex trafficking. I hate the sexual trafficking of children. I hate adult sex trafficking. I hate the sexual trafficking of adults. I hate adult human trafficking. I hate child human trafficking. Any places that permits all these kinds of pure evils, I stay the fuck away from those countries and those islands. I hate sexual bondage. I hate modern slavery. I hate slavery. I hate economic slavery. Any country or island that permits those things, I stay the fuck away from them.
I value sex positive adult sex tourism. Because sex workers and non-sex workers are wholesomely empowered that way. It's a safe and healthy outlet for sex workers and non-sex workers. And it helps with the economy, especially in terms of benefiting the social, the global social justice movement. I'm an ethical sex tourist because I practice ethical sex tourism. I'm a sexy traveler because I do sexy traveling. And I only visit places whose cultures and practices align with my principles. Any places that misalign with my principles, I stay the fuck away from. So yes, I research destinations and I understand how they regulate sex tourism. I research destinations, I understand laws that are impacting marginalized groups. I know whether sex work is legal and how the governments ensure sex workers are protected working on their own terms, not forced. I apply the same rules to sex tourism as I do to my everyday life. For example, I communicate in a healthy way, I ask for enthusiastic consent before engaging with anyone and respect other people that I respect other people's boundaries, experiences in space. No human rights violations, no civil rights violations, no political rights violations, no economic rights violations, no social rights violations, and no cultural rights violations. And um, even, you know, having safe, healthy outlets for people who don't have access to intimacy in their everyday lives, that's a part of sex positivity, too. I value expansive, sexy travel because exposing myself to diverse, wholesome cultures, wholesome people, wholesome experiences only wholesomely serves me. Having these wholesome opportunities offers me new perspectives that are wholesome that I can then wholesomely share with you in hopes of making this world a little more wholesomely open, more wholesomely sex expansive, more wholesomely pleasurable. That's how I feel, and um, that's how you make sex tourism ethical. And, um, 
so most adult only resorts most adult bisexual sex tourism most adult gay sex tourism and most adult sex tourism that features non-binary adults binary adults whether seeking each other or seeking the gender binary adults that they are or seeking other non-binary adults that they are and even adult straight cisgender sex tourism most of these places are desensitized to blacks like me, autistics like me, queers like me, and abuse survivors like me. So most of these places I cannot attend because they're desensitized to me in all four ways, quadruple desensitization. But I do acknowledge that there are adult gay sex tourism, adult bisexual sex tourism, adult cisgender, heterosexual, sex tourism, adults only resorts, and adult gender binary and non-binary adult sex tourism, they do exist. They're extremely difficult to find. Um, Yeah. All these types of ethical sex tourism are extremely difficult for me to find. Most of them I can't most of them I cannot do. But there there is ethical adult sex tourism out there for me, but it's like finding a needle in a haystack. That's all I can say. And um Yeah, most audio porn is not made for rape survivors like me. That's why I can't even find audio porn that gives me a sense of belonging. It's hard to find erotica books that are for rape survivors. That's why I don't read them anymore. You know, don't get me wrong, I love audio porn. I love ethical porn, I love ethical erotica, I love ethical softcore porn, love ethical hardcore porn, love, I I love ethical erotic adult film, I I, I love ethical erotic films, and I do love ethical erotic adult films too, and uh, I love ethical erotica books, I do, but majority of them I cannot watch because they exclude blacks like me, autistics like me, queers like me, abuse survivors like me. I don't get a sense of belonging in four ways when it comes to them. So, in conclusion, um, no, not in conclusion. Let's wrap up my teenage years. So, you're probably wondering how did I 
become so acquainted with sex. I was always reading sexual manuals and I applied um, what I read from the sexual manuals to my sex life with girls in my age bracket. I even did that in my pre-adolescence as well as my adolescence. And I did the same thing when I became a young adult man in my college years. Plus, it was instinctual. Most of the ways I knew how to sexually, erotically, sensually pleasure came from my autistic sensory brain. And I never had a sex partner that was disappointed. Um, In fact, they were always gleefully bragging about me sexually speaking, sensually speaking, erotically speaking, and aesthetically speaking. I never had a lover that gave me a bad report to me. I never had a lover that gave me a bad report to anyone else. They always gave glowing reports about me. And they always gave me glowing reports to me. Some, sometimes it was romantic sex, slow sex, soft sex, hard sex, aggressive sex. Rip your clothes off. And, um, you know, fastly removing clothes off type sex. And, um medium sex, I mean, all types of sex within law and reason that you could think of. Pretty much everything you see in porn, erotica, verbally, non-verbally, we did them all within law and reason. So I just wanted to state that part of my life, and um, I officially have got out all the... um, Aspects of my sexual past. Now we're going to focus on the next episode of my sex life moving forward. And by the way, I do not travel to countries and islands that are sex negativity only travel to countries and islands that permit sex positivity so any country or island that prohibits sex positive feminism I do not go any country or island that permits sex positive feminism I do go Any country and island that prohibits living together unmarried, I don't go. And any country and island that permits living together unmarried, I do go. And I stay the fuck away from those who have the intent to sexually scandalize me because 
in North America, especially overseas, there are people who will sleep with you in the form of sexual blackmail. M-A-I-L. Statement I, statements I want to make is this. Um, I am not in favor of concubinage because a concubine is a slave woman with whom her master engages in sexual relations. No. Because there's a difference between a side piece and a concubine. Side piece, strictly and only referring to ethical non-monogamy, has all of their human rights protected, state intact. If you're a concubine, you have no human rights at all. So many people ask me, what are my thoughts on harems? I would say this. Here are my rules. No incest, no pederasty, no pedophilia, no statutory rape, no necrophilia, and no cheating. And two additional rules, gender equality and gender and sexual diversity equality. No adults are scarred and no children are scarred. If all those rules can be followed, that's a healthy harem. But the typical harems, I hate them. And, um, oh, and no concubinage is the last additional rule when it comes to a healthy harem. Oh, two other last additional rules. No... No neglect slash no abandonment. And the last rule for healthy harem is this. Everyone has to be 100% satisfied with the arrangements of the healthy harem. That's the only way to support a healthy harem. Um, And then... I don't think there should be a gymnasium, G-Y-N-A-E-C-E-U-M, because it's all about (laughs) female discrimination and the permittance of slavery. Hell no. Mm -mm. Um... Even the concept, like, you know, uh, uh, like an Antron or Manscaping, like this, that, you know, every place should be gender neutral in a home. Just respect each other's human rights to privacy, 
the human right to confidentiality and not invade those particular rights, okay? Don't invade any human rights, period. Now, I want to say this. I am not a Passport Brothers member. Never have been, never will be. What I can say is this. Anything I do in America, outside of America, there's no trauma complexes to it. There's no discriminatory attitudes to it. And there's no unresolved conflicts and issues to it. There's no unsolved problems to it. There's no abuse, no trauma, no victimization, no oppression, no injustice, and no brutality controlling my decisions. No bigotry, no small-mindedness, no close-mindedness, no narrow-mindedness, no one-track-mindedness controlling my decisions. And... My sex life, my dating life, my erotic life, my sensual life, my romantic life, my interpersonal life are centered on 100% wholeness and 100% wholesomeness. That's true here in America and international overseas for me. And I... must say that um, I do not travel to countries and islands that prohibit ethical non-monogamy. I only travel to countries and islands that permit ethical non-monogamy. And uh in the closing of all closings, as I say, you know how my brain works. I say it's fine, but I keep going on. I'll stop doing that after this episode is published for good. Is that um, I travel to countries and islands that permit me to be me. I don't travel to countries and islands that prohibit me from being me. 